Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. You know, we ended last week's program in the middle of a discussion of her need for financial security and support. We were looking at Dr. Harley's unique approach to the general concept of family budgeting. As he says, a budget helps you discover what a certain quality of life costs. To more fully understand the quality of life you can afford, he recommends three budgets. One to describe what you need, one to describe what you want, and one to describe what you can afford. The needs budget should include the monthly cost of meeting the necessities of your life, items you would be uncomfortable without. The wants budget includes the cost of meeting all your needs and wants, things that bring special pleasure to your life. It should be realistic, however. The affordable budget begins with your income and should first include the cost of the needs budget. If there's money left over when the cost of meeting all your needs is covered, your most important wants are then included in this budget until your expenses match your income. Dr. Harley recommends that only the husband's income be used in the needs budget. Both the husband's and wife's income are included in the wants budget. If her income, when added to his, covers all of their needs and wants, they go no further. But if the cost of their needs and wants outstrip their joint income, the affordable budget strips away their lowest priority wants, leaving them with needs covered by his income and wants they can afford covered by her income. In Dr. Harley's eyes, these three budgets make it clear that the wife's income is helping the family improve its quality of life, providing for wants that are beyond their basic needs. The truth is that most of us could live on much less than we do. Unfortunately, many of the things people think they need may not really be a need at all. This is truly an area of our lives where we need a realistic plan. Remember, you want to make sure you are telling your money where to go, every penny, every pay period. Otherwise, it'll go somewhere on its own. Unmet emotional needs are often trigger fantasies, and the next emotional need for the man Dr. Harley suggests, domestic support, is no exception. According to Dr. Harley, a man's fantasy goes something like this. His home life is free of stress and worry. After work each day, his wife greets him lovingly at the door, and their well-behaved children are also glad to see him. He enters the comfort of a well-maintained home as his wife urges him to relax before having dinner, the aroma of which he can already smell wafting from the kitchen. Conversation at dinner is enjoyable and free of conflict. Later, the family goes out together for an early evening stroll, and he returns to put the children to bed with no hassle or fuss. Then he and his wife relax and talk together, watch a little television, and at a reasonable hour, go to bed to make love. Some wives may chuckle as they hear that scenario, but Dr. Harley says if there is a wide gap between the reality of your home life and this fantasy, your marriage may be in serious trouble. A revolution in male attitudes towards housework is supposed to have taken place with men pitching in to take an equal share of the household chores. But according to Dr. Harley, this revolution has not necessarily changed their emotional needs. Many men need domestic support as much as ever. 
If behavior is any measure of attitude change, Dr. Harley says that he doesn't see much change in the way men really feel about housework. He says that they may talk a lot about how unfair it is to expect women to do most of the chores, but when it comes to actually sharing the burden, their wives know that it's mostly talk. Remember, we are always going to encounter gaps between what we expect and what we experience, not just in our relationships, but in other areas of our lives as well. What we put in these gaps is our choice every time. Every time that what I expect doesn't match what I experience, I choose what goes in the gap. I either believe the best or I expect the worst. It's my choice and always my choice. Dr. Harley's approach is based on what I would call the traditional approach. The husband is responsible for generating the family income and the wife is responsible for managing housework and childcare. However, in today's society, not all couples fit this pattern. In fact, Dr. Harley says that he's sure there are some couples who are happy with the man caring for the children and managing the home. He goes on to say that it's up to you to discover your basic emotional needs and then communicate them to each other. Fifty years ago, it wasn't too difficult for the average wife to meet her husband's need for domestic support. That's because she was a full-time homemaker. But things have changed. Today, the average wife is employed full-time. As would be expected in this situation, the division of domestic responsibilities thus has become a major source of marital conflict. Not only is she unable to meet her husband's need for domestic support, but now she senses that need herself. The man's fantasy that we described earlier has now become the woman's fantasy as well. They both want to relax after a stressful day at work. Is the need for domestic support deep-seated and instinctive for men, or is it driven by the demands of a career? Do women who are exhausted by the demands of their career feel the same need for domestic support as their husbands? Consider this common situation. The husband and wife both return home from work at about six and eat a takeout dinner with their two children. There are a few dishes to clean up, laundry to be washed and ironed, carpets to be vacuumed, children to be bathed, and stories to be read to them before they go to sleep. As soon as dinner is over, the husband sits down to watch TV. Why doesn't the wife sit down with him and ignore the dishes, the laundry, the carpets, and the children? It's because she can't do it. She feels compelled to care for her home and her children. While he is in bed by 10, she is still up at midnight getting clothes ready for the children for the next day. She begs him for help, but he seems completely oblivious to her need. Ladies, if you have a full-time career, I'm sure that you have had to face the fair division of labor dilemma. You find yourself exhausted trying to do it all and you're very resentful that your husband doesn't provide more help. There is almost unanimous agreement that both a husband and wife should share household and child care responsibilities if they both work full-time outside the home. But the wife's compulsion to care for the home and children, combined with the husband's need for domestic support, can easily get in the way of a fair division of labor. She wants domestic tasks completed, and he has a need for her to complete them. With these realities facing the average dual-career couple, how can they come to a fair division of labor? 
Well, Dr. Harley reminds us that when it comes to making any behavioral change, motivation is almost everything. If the change is enjoyable to the one who makes it, or if there is a reward for making the change, you can safely assume mission accomplished. But if the change is unpleasant and if there's no reward, all the promises to change will ultimately lead to broken promises. With these motivational realities in mind, Dr. Harley has designed a way for dual-income couples to apply tried and proven motivational principles to solve their fair division of labor dilemma. If a wife wants help with domestic responsibilities from a husband with a need for domestic support, Dr. Harley says she should take the following steps. First, make a list of all your household responsibilities, including childcare. The list should, one, name each responsibility, two, briefly describe what must be done and when to accomplish it, three, name the spouse who wants it accomplished, and four, rate how important it is to that spouse, use a scale from zero to five, with zero indicating no importance and five indicating most important. Both spouses should work on the list and it will probably take several days to think of everything. You will add items each day as you find yourself accomplishing various tasks or wanting them accomplished. Each time a task is added to the list and the work is described, the spouse wanting it done must be named along with his or her rating of the task's importance. But the other spouse must also consider to what extent he or she would want it accomplished. So the names and importance ratings of both spouses should eventually accompany each of them. Here are some examples. Washing the breakfast dishes. Clearing off the breakfast table every morning. Washing, drying, and putting away all the breakfast dishes and utensils that went into preparing breakfast. Becky 4, John 2. Feeding the cat. Put cat food and water in the cat's dishes at 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. John 5, Becky 0. When you've finished your list, both of you should be satisfied that it includes all of the housekeeping and child care responsibilities that you share. You may have as many as 100 items listed. Just this part of the exercise alone will help you understand what you're up against with regard to the work that you feel must be done. Step 2. Now each person must assume responsibility for tasks that you would enjoy doing or prefer doing yourself. Make two new lists, one titled, His Responsibilities, and the other, Her Responsibilities. Then select items for which you are willing to take full responsibility. These are tasks that you would enjoy doing, don't mind doing, or want to do yourself so they can be done in a certain way. When you've added an item to one of these two new lists, cross it off the original list. Well, our time's getting away from us already for today. I'm glad you were with us. I hope you enjoyed our time together. Have a great weekend. We'll continue here next week. God bless. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.